Hi, welcome to Teach Me Biology, our revision podcast for A-level biology students. I'm Ria Corbett. And I'm Sarah Matthews. Hi, I'm Ria Corbett. I'm a science teacher with biology specialism and on Teach Me Biology I'm teaching my co-host and little sister Sarah Matthews A-level biology topic by topic to hopefully provide you our lovely listeners with an audio revision resource Yes, we hope that you incorporate us into your revision and as a part of your learning journey dip in and out listen to episodes on your weaker topics or use us as your audio biology bible whatever you need us for, we are here Right, so episode 65, we are moving on to cover photosynthesis. So we've just finished this little section on survival and response and we're leaving that there and we're coming back to sort of bioenergetics, the energy uses from an organism and that sort of thing. We are going to be covering today the light-dependent reaction in such detail as to show that chlorophyll absorbs light leading to photoionisation of chlorophyll. Some of the energy from the electrons released during photoionisation is conserved in the production of ATP and reduced NADP. The production of ATP involves electron transfer associated with the transfer of electrons down the electron transfer chain and passage of protons across chloroplast membrane and is catalysed by ATP synthase embedded in the membranes. Photolysis of water produces protons, electrons and oxygen. We're going to be covering basically the entire section of photosynthesis that involves the use of light. We'll need to start off by quickly recapping what you learn at GCSE for photosynthesis just to make sure everyone's up to speed. So basically, what is the word equation for photosynthesis that you have to learn at GCSE? Do you remember it? No. No. You learn at GCSE that carbon dioxide and water react together using light that is absorbed into chlorophyll to produce glucose and oxygen. So it's almost like the opposite of respiration right, okay. at GCSE. Carbon dioxide is from the air and that goes into the leaf through the stomata. We'll look at the structure of the leaf in a minute. Water comes up through the roots and up through the xylem. The light is absorbed into the chloroplasts and the glucose is produced with oxygen, which oxygen is a waste product, and that goes back out through the stomata. You kind of you have to learn that at GCSE and then... In terms of what we need to know, in terms of the structure of the leaf, so on teachmescience.co.uk, I've put, we've put a couple of resources that show a chloroplast and the structure of a leaf from top to bottom. This is a, de- a definite recap of this. So should we look at those resources? The structure of a leaf, if you remember from GCSE, and actually from AS, where we look at how leaves are gas exchange surface. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just kind of recapping that really. So you've got your waxy cuticle, which is at the top of the leaf. And if you remember that is to stop water from leaving the top of the leaf. Do you remember that? So waterproofing. Underneath that, we've got some upper epidermis, which is just a layer of transparent cells. And then underneath that, the palisade cells. So the palisade mesophyll is a layer of tightly packed columnar shaped cells basic plant cells that contain lots and lots and lots of chloroplasts so that hopefully all the light coming down on the leaf is absorbed and hits a chloroplast hopefully underneath that palisade mesophyll you've got the spongy mesophyll which is filled with air spaces that's where the carbon dioxide can go when it's diffusing in where the oxygen can go before it diffuses out and the water vapor 
there's some cells within there that have chloroplast in case some of the light passes through and doesn't get hit into a chloroplast in them. The palisade mesophyll, and then you've got the xylem and the phloem tissue coming out there as well. At the bottom of the leaf, there is a layer of lower epidermis, and within the lower epidermis, there are guard cells which open and shut the stomata. And the stomata are pores in the bottom of the leaf that allow gases in and out. So that is a recap of the leaf. So obviously all the photosynthesis is taking place within that palisade mesophyll layer. And within that palisade mesophyll layer, all the chloroplasts. So let's have a look at the chloroplast because that's really important for this particular episode. A chloroplast has a double membrane, outer and inner membrane. And then within that, there is a liquid called a stroma. And then within that stroma, there are stacks of thylakoids. The thylakoids contain the chlorophyll, the pigments, the green pigment called chlorophyll. And they are stacked into grana. We did this in episode one, Sal's. Did we? Yeah. Oh, that's a nice recap. This is a nice <laughs> recap. I, didn't, I wasn't sure if we'd covered the structure of the chloroplasts in detail or not. Mm-hmm. But obviously then this is just a recap. So each granum... Each grana is a stack of thylakoids. And they look like little coins on top of each other. Yeah. And within those thylakoids is the pigment that absorbs the light. So this is massively important now for this, this episode. And this is where the light-dependent reaction takes place. It is in the membrane of those thylakoids. Just before we start talking about the light-dependent reaction, do you remember what oxidation and reduction means from respiration episodes? So do you remember oil rig? yeah but no so oil rig oxidation is loss reduction is gain and when we talk about loss and gain what are we talking about because it's not oxygen what did the coenzymes take and give up a lot of in respiration Uh, hydrogen yeah and then also more appropriately for photosynthesis the loss and gain of electrons so always keep in mind oil rig oxidation is loss So when we talk about oxidation, they're either losing hydrogen or electrons. And if they're gaining, they're getting reduced, then they are gaining hydrogen or electrons. Oxidation is loss. Reduction Reduction is is gain. gain. Oil rig. Okay. The first part of photosynthesis involves light. Okay, It's called the light-dependent reaction. It only takes place during the day when we can capture and absorb light from the sun. It occurs within the membranes of the thylakoids. So each one of those discs that is stacked within the granum, within the chloroplast, in the membrane of that is where this process is taking place. There are three steps involved, and we're going to talk about them all in one go. So photoionization, photophosphorylation, and photolysis. So they are the three steps of this process. Now, the word photo is light. So every single one of these steps involves the light. Photoionization. So because of light, something's getting ionized. Do you know what that means? Flattened. No. It means oh. that it's losing or gaining an electron. But in this case... Oh, okay, yeah. Is that, is that, is that okay? Mm. So loss and gain of electrons. If an atom loses an electron, it becomes a positive ion because it's no longer balanced in terms of its charges so within this process there's going to be stuff losing electrons and gaining electrons photophosphorylation do you remember what phosphorylation means hydrogens no phosphate fate right 
if a molecule is phosphorylated, it means it's gaining a phosphate. The most important phosphorylation is ADP, so adenosine diphosphate, gaining that third terminal phosphate ATP. and becoming ATP. So ADP becoming phosphorylated by one phosphate, making ATP, which is an energy molecule. Mm -hmm. And then photolysis, photolite, lysis breaking down. So something's getting broken down using light. Okay. Is that okay? So we've yeah. sort of talked about those three terms and what they mean. Now, within the membrane of the thylakoid, there are two photosystems, two molecules. Photosystem 1 and photosystem 2. And you can see them in a resource that we're going to look at now on teachmescience.co.uk. If you look up the light-dependent reaction, episode 65, you will see a diagram. And it will appear probably quite complicated to start off with. Within the membrane, there are two photosystems. Photosystem 2 looks as if it's the first one. And photosystem 1 looks as if it's the next one. And they have numbers as well. So photosystem 2... P six eight O, and then photosystem two is P seven hundred. Is it? Yeah, P seven hundred. Yeah. They're basically just different pigments of chlorophyll. They are different versions of chlorophyll in two different places in the membrane. The first thing that is going to happen is we're going to get the photoionization. So photosystem two, it's just a molecule full of chlorophyll, mm. and that is going to absorb light. So the light is going to be absorbed by photosystem two. And that is going to provide energy to the chlorophyll. And the electrons in the chlorophyll are going to get excited. They're going to gain energy. And they're going to move up energy levels so much so that they actually leave the chlorophyll. Photoionization is actually photosystem 2 absorbing light so much so that an electron just leaves. The chlorophyll is actually being oxidised, remember? Oxidation is loss when it becomes a positive molecule, okay, because it's lost an electron. So we call this photoionization. The next step is photophosphorylation. Do you remember when we talked about the electron transfer chain in respiration? Yeah. Yeah. The electrons that leave photosystem 2 are going to be passed along carriers in an electron transport chain. As they move along the chain, what happens to their energy levels? goes down. It goes down. So they're going to lose energy as they travel down the electron transport chain. And their final place where they're going to go is photosystem 1. So they're effectively being passed from photosystem 2 to photosystem 1 down the electron transfer chain. And as they go, they're losing energy. Remember that is a series of redox reactions. So when the electron goes to the first transport carrier, that's getting reduced because it's gained an electron and then it passes to the next one so the one it was on gets oxidized and the next one gets reduced so it's a series of redox reactions reduction oxidation reactions as it goes along and the energy is being lost and that energy that is being lost is actually going to do exactly the same thing that it does in respiration it's going to move the protons into the thylakoid increasing the concentration so then it has to be equaled out again. by going through the atp synthase molecule driving the synthesis of atp yep which is the photophosphorylation in this story mm. because we're phosphorylating adp with one inorganic phosphate 
to become ATP molecule. So the protons are going to be moving from the stroma into the thylakoid space. Okay, so into the thylakoid itself. All right. And again, that will then drive it through the ATP synthase. When the electron that's moving down the electron transfer chain gets to the photosystem one, it gets excited again by more light. That is then going to be passed to a coenzyme called ADP. And then in combination with a proton or a hydrogen plus H plus molecule, that is going to become reduced and it is going to become ADPH reduced ADP, basically, and that is going to be moved into the light independent reaction, so the second stage. So do you remember how the coenzymes like collected all the hydrogens in all the stages of respiration yeah. and took it to the end? The end. That is what ADPH is doing here. Okay. The electrons that were originally lost from photosystem 2 have to be replaced, and that is where photolysis comes in. So we have a water molecule that is going to be absorbing light or being hit by light or being split by light into an electron, a proton and some oxygen. The electrons are given back to the photosystem too. And the protons are obviously used within the processes, whether it be through the membrane or whatever. And the oxygen is a waste product that goes out through the stomata. So it's it's really complicated. Mm-hmm. I mean, even me sitting here planning this episode, it took me a long time to think about how I was going to just talk about it because it's different when you're teaching it to a class full of kids and you're actually there and you've got resources you can show them and use. Talking about it is more difficult. So you can see where the three stages are. The photoionization is the photosystem chlorophyll losing the electron. The photophosphorylation is the energy as the electron goes down the chain is going to drive protons through the membrane that creates a proton gradient so it goes back through the ATP synthase driving the production of ATP which is photophosphorylation and then the photolysis is replacing the electrons by splitting water and releasing oxygen in that process. So that's called non-cyclic phosphorylation because we're making ATP but it's not a cycle there's no cycle involved there is a separate cyclic phosphorylation so you see here with photosystem one you know some of these electrons that get excited and then get passed to the ADP sometimes they don't because they're also being passed down an electron transfer chain as well and sometimes they get passed straight back to photosystem one they don't get passed to ADPH. They just get passed right. back to the... And we call that cyclic phosphorylation. Because when those electrons leave the chlorophyll, they're also being passed down an electron transfer chain to get to the ADP. And that, again, is driving ATP production. But sometimes they don't go to ATP. They go back to the photosystem one. So that's cyclic. So they just get recycled to constantly mm-hmm. move around. The only product for the cyclic is ATP. There's no ADPH, there's no oxygen, there's no nothing. Is that all right? Yeah. Yeah. So that is the light-dependent reaction. We're taking aspects of what we've learnt from respiration, like the electron transfer chain, coenzymes, but this time in the form of ADP, the idea that we're driving that production of ATP as well. Right, photosystem 2 absorbs lots of... 
light. Light. What is photosystem two? What is it? Oh, what is it made uh, of? Chloroplasts. So no. Lycosum. No. L- l- Chlorophyll. So this is in the thylakoid membrane. Thylakoid. That's what I was trying to yeah. say. So it's in the thylakoid membrane. So we're already in the chloroplast, and that is where the pigment is, the chlorophyll pigment. Okay. Okay. What happens when photosystem two absorbs all that light? The electrons get excited the electrons and leave. And leave. Right. So the electrons get excited. They travel up energy levels, and then they leave. When they leave, they get passed to. They go down the transfer chain. They go down the electron transfer chain. As they do so, they lose energy. And that energy is used to... Just like in respiration, it goes yeah. in, out. So it drives the hydrogens into the thylakoid. And then ATP synthase. And we get, yeah, so we get a proton gradient. So then it drives it back out through the ATP synthase. And that drives the production of ATP. So that is photophosphorylation. The photoionization was the chlorophyll losing the electron in the first place. Where do the electrons end up as they move down the chain? Uh, in the photosystem one. Photosystem one, where they get excited even more by more, by light. more light. I'm so excited! And then they leave. They and get they passed down the electron transfer chain. And they end up at the ADP. The ADP. Yeah. And... So with a proton and the electron, they get added together with the ADP. To make ADPH. And sometimes they don't and they go back into photosystem. Exactly. Sometimes those electrons don't. They go back into photosystem 1, which is the cyclic photophosphorylation. And over here... So water gets split. Why? Because uh, it needs electrons back in the photosystem 1. Well, to... well done. So we need to replace the electrons that went into photosystem. And then, uh, the oxygen is a waste product. Excellent. So that's called photolysis. Splitting of water using light. There you go. You've got it. You're good. You're okay. Right, should we do some questions? Yeah. Okay. Question one. In which part of a chloroplast do the light-dependent reactions occur? One mark. A thylakoid. Well done. So in the thylakoid, you could also say in the grana. Oh my God, it's got deja vu. Yeah. (laughs) You could also say in the grana. For question two, there is a resource. So at teachmescience.go.uk, you will see a resource that is basically exam a picture question. picture that goes with the exam question. It's labelled exam question, episode 65. Just from this diagram, I'm literally just going to ask you for three marks, what is A, B and C? So A is the water one that's breaking up. So what is it that is, leaves it? So what's not used? Water, oxygen. Uh, is oxygen, oxygen, good. B? Is that something to do with the synthase? Is that, yeah, um, yeah. So is it being, uh, so making ATP? It's making ATP, so what makes ATP? Do you remember the two things that we need to put together to make ATP? ADP. Yep. And, and uh, a tri- uh, and a phosphate. And a phosphate, and a phosphate. Well done. So ADP plus an inorganic phosphate. So what's C? Like that bit. Yeah, so what's is that called? The, um, the ADPH thing. NADPH. Yeah, well done. Or reduced NADP. Well done. Question three. Describe what happens during photoionisation in the light-dependent reaction. Two marks. The light goes in and now all the electrons get really excited and one of them leaves. And they leave. That's it. Done. Oh, okay. So photoionisation is one mark, chlorophyll absorbs light or light excites the electrons in the chlorophyll. Second mark, the electrons are lost. Question four is five marks. Okay. 
In the light-dependent reaction of photosynthesis, light energy generates ATP. Describe how. Electron leaves. Right, so the, what happens first? The light goes in. So the light goes into the... Chloroplast. Chlorophyll. Chlorophyll. Okay, and that excites electrons. Yeah, and then one of them leaves and goes gets along the barrier. What's it called? Electron Tron transfer barrier. Chain. Chain. So the electrons get passed down the electron transfer chain. They lose energy. As they go, they lose energy. Energy released or the carriers are at decreasing energy levels. Okay, good. There is a little mark here that talks about how that involves redox reactions. So electrons reduce the carriers as they're passed along. Okay. Does that make yeah. sense? Every time it gains, it's reduced. Electron reduction is gain. And then when it loses it, to go for it to go to the next one, that gets oxidised. The next one gets reduced. So it's a constant redox. What is that energy used for? Push the electrons out into the... No, protons. Protons out and then into the synthase. Yep, back through the synthase. To make ATP. To make ATP from... ADP. And... Phosphate. Well done. Excellent. Just go through those marking points. So light excites or raises the energy levels of electrons in chlorophyll. The electrons are passed down the electron transfer chain. The electrons reduce carriers as they pass down. Electron transfer chain or role of the chain associated with chloroplast membrane and thylakoids. So talking about the protons going through into the thylakoid and then being driven back through the synthase. Energy is released as it goes down. That energy is then used to drive the protons. And then ATP is generated from ADP and a phosphate. Okay, shall I do the roundup? Yeah. The light-dependent reaction of photosynthesis takes place in the thylakoids. It is split into three stages. Photoionization, whereby light energy causes electrons to be lost from chlorophyll. Photophosphorylation, resulting in the ATP production in the electron transfer chain. And photolysis, which involves the splitting of water molecules due to light to produce H+, oxygen and electrons to replace those that are lost originally lost from the chlorophyll. The thylakoid membrane contains pigment proteins called photosystems. Photosystem 1 and 2. They absorb light energy, or photons, and this excites electrons in the chlorophyll. Eventually, they reach an energy level that causes them to leave the chlorophyll. The chlorophyll is therefore oxidised or becomes positively charged. This is called photoionization. Photophosphorylation can be cyclic or non-cyclic. In non-cyclic, photosystem 2 absorbs a light energy and loses electrons, and they move down the electron transfer chain via a series of redox reactions and are eventually passed to photosystem 1. The energy lost as the electrons move down the electron transfer chain is used to move protons into the phylicoid, increasing the concentration. This forms a proton gradient across the thylakoid membrane. Protons move down the concentration gradient into the stroma via the ATP synthase. The energy from the movement combines ADP and inorganic phosphate to form ATP. The electrons that arrive at the photosystem 1 are excited further by more light energy and these electrons are transferred to ADPH to ADP along with a proton to form reduced 
NADP. This moves into the stroma for the light independent reaction. The electrons lost from photosystem 2 are replaced when light energy splits water in the process called photolysis. This produces oxygen which is a waste product. Photophosphorylation can also be cyclic and only uses photosystem 1. When chlorophyll in photosystem 1 loses electrons to the electron transfer chain, some are passed back to photosystem 1 and not passed to NADP. This only produces ATP. Okay, got any takeaways? I can't remember what any of the stages are called, apart from ionisation one. I don't even think that's right. There's a happens in the thylakoid, which is a chlorophyll in a chloroplast. The light goes in, the electron gets excited, it leaves photosystem two, it transfers along the chain, it loses energy, it then makes some ATP, goes to photosystem one, same thing happens again. NDP, I hate this. I hate it. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're speaking to hundreds and hundreds of them. I don't know. Respiration at least had something about it where it was like slightly interesting. Do you know, I agree. I agree. Respiration is actually interesting. This is not interesting. Not interesting, but you have to know it. Isn't there something about plant biology? (laughs) I don't like plants. I think they're boring. (laughs) And ADP uh, plus a phosphate makes ATP. There you go. Not a phosphate, uh, plus a proton and an electron makes... What? ADPH. Uh, But what about the ATP plus a phosphate? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sorry. ADP plus a phosphate makes ATP. Excellent. So what will happen now is the NADPH is going to be passed to the independent reaction light independent reaction which takes place in the stroma which um nostromo like alien which actually is going to convert carbon dioxide into glucose when you look back at the reaction carbon dioxide plus water light chlorophyll as well but not a part of the reaction the actual chemical reaction and then glucose plus oxygen, much easier to remember. So the, we know what happens to the water, it gets split, and we know the oxygen is produced from that splitting of the water and lost. So now, obviously, the light-independent reaction, the bit that doesn't involve the light, we're going to talk about the carbon dioxide bit and the production of the glucose. Okay. It's called the Calvin cycle, and it's like that kind of similarity to the Krebs cycle, so these processes have quite similar Okay. So we'll do that next week. This month's wider reading. That's right, wider reading recommendation is a podcast called Big Biology. This is quite a popular podcast in terms of biology. If you actually search biology podcasts, this is one of the top podcasts that comes up. It's been going a very long time. It describes itself as tackling some of the biggest unanswered questions in biology. But there are loads and loads of episodes related to A-level biology. In fact, the vast majority of them are. You've just got to be quite careful because the terminology they use is very high. So it's not one I would recommend to somebody just starting out. You're getting to the point now where you are doing some of the toughest stuff for A-level biology. So it'll definitely be something you can tackle. If you struggle with any other language, just research it. Just look things up. Give that a go. I think it's going to be really worth it for you. 
If you'd like to contact us, you can, of course, as usual, go to our website, that is teachmescience.co.uk. You might have noticed it's, or you might not have noticed, it's a bit different now because we've started our GCSE podcast. We have got, we've basically moved all of the A-level stuff onto one big page. So the first page will have all of your resources and your wider reading. It's all going to be on the same page. And the next tab is our GCSE and it'll have the same stuff on there. Uh, Obviously different stuff, but the same general stuff on there. So that's a bit different, but all the information is still there. You can also drop us an email at teachmebiocast at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we are at teachmebiocast. On Instagram, we are at teachmebiologycast. You can also, if you wish, help to support the podcast by going to buymeacoffee.com slash teachmebiology and you can buy us a coffee. Thank you very much. We did get a coffee and a comment this week from... A girl called Claire, I think it was. Let me have a look. She bought us a tea, which we appreciate massively. Thank you very much. And then she said, I'm not sitting any exam, but like listening to the podcast, learning all the new things I probably should already know. You make it accessible and talk some rubbish along the way. So thank you. You panicked about that, didn't you? She thinks we talk rubbish. I mean, we do. That's what... And I took it as, you know, if someone's buying us a coffee, then not telling us that we're not doing a good job. She told us that she enjoys it. And if she's donating to us and supporting us, then, yeah, I didn't take it as a negative thing. But thank you so much, because we do talk an awful lot of rubbish. Yeah, we do. Thanks for pointing it out. That's what makes us us. So thank you so much for your support and your comments. Thank you. Was that the bell? Yep, that was the bell. Oh, thank God. I hate it's been such matter. a long afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> we just recorded our first episode of Teach Me GCSE Biology. I was super good at it. Uh, very nervous. For some reason, felt a bit nervous when we were recording the opening and did like had a little bit of a laugh. It was funny. Also, can I just say, for anyone who listened to last week's episode at the end, obviously I haven't finished it yet, it's not posted, but last week's episode at the end, I was saying about how people think that I look old. And um, I did go up to that class, if and? anyone from that class is listening. And? Or well, nothing happened. I just went up there and like stared at some of the kids. <laughs> and, like, gave them evils and that. <laughs> I had some other year 10s asking me about, was I related to you? Or and, were we twins? And I said, yes, I am. And if you see her around, can you tell her she looks really young because she's feeling a bit negative about herself? <laughs> so hopefully you should get some comments to make you feel good. <laughs> You're looking young. <laughs> If you can send any messages to Sarah that makes her feel good about herself, that'd be great. Yeah, thanks. Please. Start to feel old. <laughs> this has been Teach Me Biology. My name is Sarah Matthews. And I'm Ria Corbett. And we will see you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.